Good evening and welcome to the good evening and welcome to the weekly football review show. It's the FA Cup special. It's uh, it's round four of the FA Cup in association with the Mail Coach uh, Sport Republic and Macau Sports Bar and Grill, best boozer in New York City. Yes, it is. Uh, Mail Coach is where you'll be able to go tonight and do a, pit, uh, a pub quiz. They've still got the January sale going on there as well, so make sure we get involved there. My name's Gav Mack, and I'm with Alex Osborne. Uh, today's show, it's, as I said, it's the FA Cup fourth round. There's a few things that we need to talk about. We'll be previewing our, um, Bournemouth versus Arsenal later on today. Oh, uh, before I carry on as well, we're in association as well with... Uh, yeah, Stalker Studio. How can you forget them, man? A bit savage, yeah, isn't it? I think it's because we did the did the podcast at yours the other day. And yeah, I just sort of yeah. like disregarded them all completely. <laughs> Letting everyone in on the inner secrets of the uh, oh. of the show, isn't it? Oh, terrible stuff, isn't it? I should uh, yeah start. Uh, we'll e- we'll edit this out. We we probably won't. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah, we're going to be talking uh, the preview between Bournemouth and Arsenal, which is on later on tonight, or if you listen to the show again. It was yesterday. Um, West Ham not caring in it, like at all in their game against uh, against West Brom, and we'll be talking about Shrewsbury two Liverpool two, and that's where we're going to start off with. Um, it was a, a bit of a shock to to many many people. Uh, Shrewsbury, you know, Shrewsbury at home. Liverpool, they didn't have all their big guns out, but they had a few big guns on the bench. Uh, a few uh, honest points from that game. Uh, Curtis Jones, 2-2 two and two in the cup now for him. And then there was a love own goal, literally 15 seconds into the second half. What's love got to do with it? Yeah, well, he's got everything to do with it, hasn't he? Because he almost um, lost all the love of the <laughs> FA Cup in that. Um, but then Cummins, he came off the bench and bagged the brace, one penalty and another good goal as well. Um, the replay is going to be in 10 days' time. Mm-hmm. And the replay will be at a time when the Premier League are testing out this new winter break. And Jurgen Klopp has come out today and said that he will not be there for it and he will honour the Premier League's wishes by resting the first team. So let's talk about that first and then we'll talk about the game afterwards. What are your thoughts on that? Where's the respect to the FA Cup gone? Well, I mean, you look at it this way. There's, there's two points here. First of all, have the FA arranged this game, the, the replay, because this is the only space that Liverpool can do? Well, FA, and Shrewsbury can do? FA Cup replays, or, or they tend to be 10 days after. Is this, uh, I think also, is this, is, 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 is this the last season as well where they have the replays? Because I'm pretty certain, isn't it, it, going from next season? Yeah, there's talk uh, that it might be coming in from round five, but I don't know if it's going to be across the whole, whole party or not. Not quite sure as what's happening yet. I have to do a bit of research on that. Um, but yeah, so I sort of want to ask is if this was the only date that they could get this game in, then Klopp. <laughs> it's clear. It's clear as day that he doesn't really care for the league domestic competitions in terms of the cups because you know with the league cup. He tried to get knocked out against Arsenal, but Arsenal at that right. time, <laughs> yeah, we, they were uh, they were going through a bit of a rough patch under uh, their soon to be ex boss, and uh, they tried to get knocked out against. Uh, well, they eventually did get knocked out against Villa with the side they put out because of the Club World Cup, and Klopp obviously had his priorities there. That was now, quite tough. That was twenty four. It was. Hours it was. Yeah, that that that, that, that that was tough, but. 
it's clear with the team that he selected at the weekend, he was well, he, obviously he thought, you know, this team probably could still beat Shrewsbury. Mm-hmm. Um but you know what it's like in the FA Cup when there's a big team comes down, especially when they're away from home and they've not played their full strength side. The lower league side are always going to play up, aren't they? Yeah. And having watched the highlights of the game and uh, sort of catching parts of it, Shrewsbury were more than good value, I thought, for the actual draw. Well, if one player in particular that stood out, and that was Laron. He was absolutely incredible. He covered everybody the grass. It was his. It was the foul on him which bought the the penalty yeah. to get them back into the game. But yeah. he was absolutely everywhere. He's, he he's was twenty four, so he's been around the houses. He's been at West Brom. He's been at QPR. He's been. At, I think he's been at Derby as well. I think. But um, he's he's been around the houses a little bit. But a performance like that, I think, might put him in the shop window. Could do. Yeah, but then obviously the proof in the pudding will be how he how he performs on a weekly basis and not just for a. Uh, High profile FA Cup yeah, match. Yeah. Um, so going back to the fixtures, I think uh, it is certainly um, it is certainly. I I don't have a, I don't have an issue with Klopp doing that as long as he's honest and he said look, the, uh, there's this winter break that the uh, well, which is weird considering it's coming in what February is it? Yeah, February? February. Yeah. Well, I'm saying that it's, it's, it's winter. It technically gives gives players two weeks um, off, and uh, I, I I have no problem with it in terms of clock, I can understand where it might be seen as where the FA Cup's being um, treated, but yeah. that all started, in my opinion, back when Man United didn't enter the FA Cup way back, was it 2001? 2002. 2002. Uh, sorry, sorry, 2000. It was the 99-2000 season, which they didn't, um, they, they didn't participate in it. Things have come up over time about that, whether... You know, Man United wants to. And I'm not, by the way, I'm no. not digging uh, before we get a, a, a bombardment of uh, complaints by Man United fans. I'm not digging out Man United at the time because it was a very similar situation, wasn't it? Because they were over in the Club World Cup. It was yeah. the FA Cup third round, and it would have been difficult for them to um, well, be both. both, both yeah. Well, yeah, and so, uh, so uh, football was different those days. Uh, the football squads now. As a as a whole, when you consider the under twenty threes, the under eighteens, the youth setup, I believe that football squads now are bigger than they were back then. So yeah. they couldn't. They, there probably wasn't an option to do what Liverpool did. Yeah, there was this season, to rotate as much did it. I, I understand that. I, I think really that was kind of the point where the FA Cup was then started to be treated treated as a kind of a. Poor competition, if you want to call it that. I don't know if that's. I think, I think priorities are, are, are different for certain clubs. I know Liverpool; they're going to be looking at winning the title. You know, the champions elect. They are. It's, I think it's pretty obvious that is the case. However, I just believe that the level of respect given for this replay, you know, it's not for another ten days or so. It's just. I think it's beyond me. The fact that Klopp even said that he's not going to be there for it as well. I think that's what got my goat a little bit. Is that? I watched the game yesterday and just afterwards, I watched it with my missus and we were both sat there, not not emotional about it, but it was, we could see how much it meant to Shrewsbury and like all the fans that were gathering around and like Gary Lineker and my dad, they were all in the studio and they were giving like the like the cup like the wave in front of the window and they were going mad. All the fans they were on the pitch, which we don't condone, but they were out there and you know, like celebrating with the players, the players were taking selfies and signing shirts and all that sort of stuff. It means so much. Yet 
Liverpool are not showing any respect to it whatsoever. And I think that's, that's something that needs to give. I'm not, I'm not a fan. I mean, it was in that respect, that was the magic of the FA Cup coming live, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, but I have seen... <laughs> oh, 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 I, I, won't say, I won't name names, but I've, I've, I've noticed fan of a certain club saying, well, were you celebrating a draw against the under-23s? And I think even Piers Morgan weighed, weighed in on it as well. Yeah, he? he did. And he showed his uh, really Twitter page were like, no, you're right, Piers. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You kind of mugged him off, but, thankfully. But, yeah, more um, choice words than that. But... I had no problem with Shrewsbury cheering that because, I mean, hands on their heart, who, who saw that result coming? You know, oh, you no know, one. Especially 2-0. Yeah, yeah. You know, you just don't expect it at all. But uh, the game itself, you know, I think Liverpool, they were a bit complacent yeah. in general anyway. Yeah. And Shrewsbury, yeah, yeah they were up for which it. Is strange for, which is strange for a Klopp side because even, even when they were putting out their weakened sides in the League Cup, they weren't being complacent then okay no. yeah they were against Premier League sides yeah but at the same point they weren't being complacent were they because no. you could be you could forgive them for being like well, we, our main priorities this season are clearly in the league and the Champions League yeah. and the Club World Cup right so those are our priorities for the season you could be forgiven for thinking oh this is a bit of a night off but they played their hearts out in both of those games even though the second game they lost 5-0 to Villa they still played their hearts yeah, out yeah their kids they, they definitely um, wanted to so play, it was a, it, it, it's like a bit of a it's a bit of a bit weird to see Liverpool playing a little bit, as you say, with a bit of complacency yeah. yesterday. Um, that doesn't. I, I can't imagine Klopp was too pleased with that, especially as it means it's now got an. As he says, it's got an extra game on their calendar that they could do without. Mm. Um, one team that did play with a lot of complacency was Newcastle. Uh, they drew nil nil at home with Oxford on Saturday. It was an early penalty shout on with a challenge on Joe Linton. It went to VAR and the dive was given. Um, well, the dive, sorry. No, yeah, the card was given. That sort of wound me up a little bit. And Joe Linton also scored two goals, which are both rightfully chalked out for offside. But the Newcastle side, they've got a lot of injuries at the moment. We're all aware of this. But they were at home. And this team that they went out was arguably as strong a side that they could have put out. What 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 were they thinking on Saturday afternoon playing against Oxford? Well, they thought it's Oxford, hmm. haven't they? Surely they they thought it's Oxford, and um, Steve Bruce has uh, uh, the honest answer is I don't really know what they were thinking. But it, it, it it's a Premier League side versus what they Oxford are League One, aren't they? League One, League One, yeah. Um, and they're like, well, we no matter what side we put out, we should beat them. Um, but yeah, uh, Oxford done well, and then they bring them back to Kassam. Yeah, the Kassam, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, nice little um, ground. Been there before. Officiated the FA um, FA Women's Quarter Final, FA Cup. Nice. Final, yeah. Um, that was when um, Tony Duggan was still playing for Everton as well. Like, absolutely slapped him as well, six 0 or something <laughs> like that. Um, Bentaleb made his debut. Now, back in the day when he was coming through the ranks at Spurs, I had a lot of time for him. I was thinking this guy is actually going to be able to make it. He's probably going to be able to do something. He's been around the house. He's a few bit, bit of attitude issues and things like that over the way. Do you think he'll be? I always, set up at I always thought he was a bit too weak physically. To mm. play in the centre midfield in the Prem. Yeah, he had, he had yeah. a technical mindset, and that's what I really enjoyed. Did about he go him. over to Germany? Didn't yeah, he? He went over Schalke. That's it. Yeah. So, 
Maybe he's had a little bit of time to grow into himself a bit and playing for Schalke, he'd be used to playing for a club that's in and around the Champions League. Kind yeah. of like how Spurs were. Well, Spurs yeah. always kind of in and around the Champions League. So, mm. who knows? I mean, how old is he now? 20? 20, something like that. Yeah. To be honest with you, I that one must have skipped by me. I didn't realise that, he, that uh, Newcastle signed him. Yeah, they're also in talks with... Jake, Bowen, that's not Jake Bowen, Jared Bowen from Hull, and Hull oh, yeah. were very unlucky. I would have thought. I, I, I really and truly, I haven't watched the game against Chelsea. Chelsea did dominate. Don't get me wrong, mm. but they were very wasteful. They didn't really make a lot of um, a lot of effort there. And that's why he uh-huh. opened the scoring with a, uh, to make it one 0 after seven minutes. Uh, that goal, by the way, that Batshuayi goal. <laughs> who was I watching? I was watching it with I was watching it with Martin and. Um, we thought that they were so much so Chelsea got away so lucky with that. So we thought the pass out wide initially, there's a big spray. Yeah, it wasn't right? a very good wasn't knock. a very good knock because I thought the fullback probably could have cut that out. Didn't. Yeah. Then the cross but, then, yeah, it, I played, I the, the correct cross. Yeah, but that was all that was awful because Hudson Adoy is all all on his lonesome. It all he needs to do is just just dink it over the defender and he's there just ready to put it away. So the cross goes behind him, doesn't it? Yeah. Then there was a then there was a missed tackle and the ball broke to Batshuayi and then the ball got deflected into the goal and it's like shambolic cat- yeah it was, it was <laughs> catalogue of bad football all round isn't it that's just not football uh, the second goal <laughs> was in the second it. half from a free kick uh, mm. on Mount lofted in and Tamori uh, got his yeah. head on that to make strong it two nil lovely uh, very strong header I like Tamori anyway and uh, Grosicki he had a very <laughs> he was a highly deflected free kick but should the free kick even been awarded. No, it was John, uh, Josh McGuinness. As far as I'm aware, no. As, as far as I'm concerned, no. He's made a meal of that. Massively. I don't think he was touched at all, but it's not a Premier League ground. No. And, uh, <laughs> it, wouldn't been, it wouldn't have been reviewed anyway because it's a free it's... kick, not a penalty. So, yeah, Jake Bowen, he, he, he was a bit of a handful. And I can see why many Premier League clubs are looking at him. They're talking Villa, they're talking Newcastle as well. And I, I'm not quite sure whether they'll let him go. I mean, like, do you, have, have you seen much of? Like, I mean, going? outside of the few bits that I watched in that game, I have. I have got to be honest with you. Again, hand on heart, I haven't really seen much of home. We need. We need a Harrell out here, don't we? We, we do because he, 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 he would be, <laughs> he would be correcting us straight up. But um, uh, they would they would uh, done their homework, and he, he certainly played all right in that game. Mm. So. Again, though, you've got to be wary of this, where you were mentioning the other lad from, was it Lauren, from the Shrewsbury game. Yeah. Is he just playing up for the cameras? For me, that Bowen is not. Because I've seen him I've seen him quite a few times this season. I can't remember what game it was. And he came off the bench and he literally just turned the whole game around and salvaged a point for Hull. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, hmm, this guy. And he was one of the top goal scorers in the Championship last year. I'm surprised he didn't make a move last year. For I think he scored 22 goals. In the championship last year, and is uh, is is on course to to get beyond that later on this year as well. So he's doing all right for himself. He's doing very very well. Um, the early game on Saturday was Brentford versus Leicester. Uh, Brentford nil, Leicester one. Perez almost scored with Brentford the opening kick of the game. It, it broke out wide. Pryat found his man and it was crossed in. And uh, it was a lovely tackle. I'm not quite sure who the lad was for for Brentford, if I'm honest, but. It was a beautiful tackle because that would have been like one of the quickest goals in the FA Cup of all time. It was like about 15 seconds or something like that. Uh, but Ian Acho, he made it 1-0. And um, to be honest, it was a pretty turgid game. And you could tell that it was the early kickoff. 
So I think that's the end of that. Another turgid game that happened over the weekend was our hometown, Northampton Town. They were at home to Derby County, a nil-nil game. It wasn't. Did you watch that? No, I didn't watch that. I mean, I found out that it was nil-nil. I already instantly knew what kind of game it was. Scrappy, Cobblers possibly unfortunate not to go through. But They had a couple of opportunities. Oh, don't get me wrong, my boy Badane Oliver, which I was talking about him, I was talking to him highly actually on the preview show with We Are The Fans TV on, on Thursday night. Um, Charlie Good, he should have been sent off. He denied an obvious goal scoring opportunity. Referee sort of like let it go. Nothing was given, but it's at a League Two ground, so there's no VAR. And I think that would have changed hmm. a decision there. Um, QPR on the same night, they lost 2 1 to Sheffield Wednesday, which I predicted. On the on the show as well, so thank you very much if anyone back to me with that one. Uh, Reading won, Cardiff won. That was another all championship game. We both said myself and Ed that we can't call it. We'll call it a score draw, and that's exactly what happened. And um, the other t- the other game that was involving lower league opposition was Portsmouth versus Barnsley. Portsmouth four, Barnsley two. Now Portsmouth, they're six points off automatic promotion. Well, six points off top. In League One, um, Barnsley, they're four points from safety in the Championship. So I did actually predict that Portsmouth would win this game, but I didn't think it would be at such a canter. Well, it's there's what there's five teams, six teams separating them. Technically, uh, uh, yeah, it's like eight, eight or nine. If you do a, a big pyramid, like yeah. a big a big league table, and you can tell that Barnsley have got a lot of work to do if they really want to stay in the in the league. But Portsmouth, on the other hand, I'm glad that they put out a strong side because what they could have done is been like, right, do you know what? We've got to focus on getting promotion and we're not going to care about the FA Cup. But, you know, they want the money as much as anyone else. They're into the hat for the fifth round and they... You know, they, they fully deserve it. Well, and they, they potentially could get 250 grand from that as well. Oh, the, the, the additional the, yeah, the additional the, 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 Yeah, uh, I was telling you about. And for those that potentially don't know, uh, I, was, uh, I was told and I've read about this, that uh, for this year, the FA have introduced uh, an additional incentive for teams of the, uh, in the lower leagues that um, if they are the remaining side of that league still in the cup competition on top of what the prize money they would get anyway the FA will pay them an additional £250,000 which uh, Northampton Town were the beneficiaries of because of the, uh, oh, the results yeah. going in uh, from the last round uh, being the only League 2 left, uh, League two side left in it they received a nice little bonus there from the FA Yeah and they picked up a couple of low signers as well including um, Oli Anka from Arsenal uh, who played against them in the Czech trade Earlier on this year, we're not sponsored by Czech Trash, if you say that. Um, but um, but yeah, so they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're looking well. The goal of the day, though, was, was Woodrow. He's, he's absolutely laced it for about 25 yards and it's gone right in the top bins. But it, in the end, it was, it was merely a consolation for them. Right then, so um, some, some big clubs. We'll talk about some Premier League grounds and clubs and things like that. West Ham, nil. West Brom, one. I called it the Slav and Billich derby. <laughs> and Slav and Billich knows exactly how to treat West Ham. And he, got, he went out there and got himself a victory. Uh, the only goal of the game coming from Connor Townsend. Lovely little shot from the edge of the box. And yeah, just gave the keeper no chance. But my concern is 
West Ham have got a lot of issues, underlying issues, whether it be in terms of ownership, in terms of the clientele, in terms of the next 10 games as well. The next 10 games is is pretty tough for them. They've got, in, in the next 10, they've got Liverpool, they've got Liverpool this, uh, this week, they've got Arsenal, they've got City, they've got Chelsea, they've got Spurs, you know, they're playing against a lot of big clubs out there and it's not looking good for West Ham. I feel like they could be right under that umbrella with what are Everton what are West Ham. Mm. I, I, um, I, I think we as I said I think we said on the show a couple of weeks ago we we're going to get off Everton's back at the end of the season and we'll switch the section to, to what are West Ham. It's, it's I they, they don't have a direction from the top. It's a case of Is it so? You, it's your it's your David Gold. Is it David it's, Gold it's and David Sullivan. Sullivan? Yeah, David Sullivan and then Karen, Brady. Karen Brady. I don't know if she's as involved as them two, but as far as I'm aware, it's them them two guys who are sort of steering. <laughs> I say steering the ship. Um, that would imply that they're actually got a direction of going. <laughs> but um, I don't think they they know where they want West Ham, or they have. Uh, Delusions of grandeur, is that the same? Mm-hmm. Um, where they think West Ham are, of what West Ham are, because they sacked Pellegrini, and where, where, were, they, where were they in the table? They were, what, 15th, 14th, yeah. something like that? Now, it only says to me that they sacked him because they believe that they, he should be challenging for Europe. Yeah. Right? Because why else would you sack him? Mm-hmm. Now, do we realistically believe West Ham could challenge for Europe? Because we were saying before the season that the three teams that we think would be challenging the top six were Everton, Leicester and Wolves. No mention of West Ham at all. I think it's that. because West Ham started off the season so brightly. Well, they lost, they got slapped by Man City on the opening day of the season. But, you know, after that, they were on this sort of ascendancy and they got that victory against Man United that put them in fourth place at the time. It was only after about eight or nine games. But I think everyone was like, hold on a minute. They're actually playing quite well. They've got a new signing in Seb Haller, who's actually come over to the Premier League and turned it on straight away, which is not very often that you find someone coming from a different league and be able to step, up, step it up straight away. So they were all sort of like clubbing together. But since that Manchester United result, they've gone on a steady slide downwards. And it looks like they are in the relegation, well, they're in the relegation battle, 100%. But with this next run of games, the next... Eight ten games, I can't see them getting any points out it's of it. It's a, it's a, it's possibly. A, <laughs> I can't think of a harder run run than this next, to, as you say, next mm. eight to ten games. Where, it's almost like a murderer's row for them, isn't it? Yeah. Um. I mean, because I think I think they they play Liverpool twice. I believe. Yes, they do. They play Man City. Yeah. Uh, they play Chelsea. Yeah. I think they play uh, sort they of. Got uh, they got Spurs. Arsenal. They got Arsenal. I was going to say re- a resurgent Arsenal, which. Steady. Promise you, we'll, it's coming. We'll, we'll talk it's about co- it. it, it it's <laughs> coming. I've got the faith. Um, but that, we can certainly agree Arsenal are better anyway. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, but, and better. then, um, as you say, there's a couple of other games there with teams around them. So those are your six pointers. But yeah. it's still... It might be too late by that. Exactly. It might be too late. And then, so this is where I've got to ask, what what do David Gold and Sullivan, David Sullivan see West Ham? Because... They sack Pellegrini. Okay, right. So, do they really believe that David Moyes is going to be able to get them where they want? Because 
say David Moyes keeps them up next year. Yeah. Or this year, I should say. Right? And they survive. What's the next step? Yeah. What, where, the, where's the progression? Where, where, where is the progression? Is it a case of, are they going to go, right, well, you've survived this year, but you've got to get into Europe next year. I mean, because that is a hell of a jump. Now, I know Leicester, <laughs> in that, that obviously, that season, freak, freak season. season, went from 17th to 1st, but the history of football, the history of football, that is the exception, isn't it? Yeah, um, it is the exception. Yeah, but Forest had a go at it, didn't they? Forest, they were in the the old school Division Two, got promotion, won the title, won the title the following season, and the European Cup. The uh, they carried on going, but it's a, it's a rarity. It's something that doesn't happen it, very it, often. It's a rarity, and they, I think they they had one uh, some guy called Clough who was. Had something to do with it. Was, it was an okay manager, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, back in the day. I, yeah, I'm sure he had something to do with it. Um, um, but I don't, I don't think that West Ham have a direction. And when you don't have a direction, then you, the the club is going to look well, and results are going to happen like they, they did at the weekend. They get beaten, they get turned over by a Championship side. Who are top who, of the Championship, by the yeah, way? Yeah, exactly. Well, well. I feel like that's what West Brom do. They just they, they they go into the championship, they might not get promoted one season, but they'll win it the next, they'll come up into the Premier League, they'll stay up in the Premier League and then they'll go down the next season. Yeah. Um they, yeah, but, I think they need a bit of identity reaction well, as well, don't they? Or maybe their identity is that we're just gonna be a yo yo club. Um you take the parachute payments <laughs> yeah. and run with it. It was a lovely goal though. A nice, uh, it, it took a little bit of time, he set it out of his feet. It almost like it was a free kick in a way, wasn't it? The way that he, he kill, killed them all dead. And you've got to question the West Ham defenders then that gave him the time and space to do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a lovely hit into the far corner from about, what, just outside the edge of the box on the angle. Yeah. Um, I, I just think West Ham are rudderless. They're even, in, and, and, that's, and that's why they're in the situation they're in. There were two players that showed any desire. And that was Declan Rice and Mark Noble. Mark Noble, when he missed that opportunity towards the end of the game, you could see how much that hurt him. And he was on the floor and he was devastated by him. By it. Why doesn't... Bear in mind, he's the captain. He is Mr. West Ham. Why doesn't anyone share the desire of Mark Noble? That's when you, that, that's when you get your recruitment wrong. And that, not, that doesn't just go for the players, that goes for the management staff. Mm. And even, I I'll question the owners as well. And this is what I was trying to say to you about Arteta, before Arteta took over at Arsenal. Arteta clearly knows and understands what, it's, what it is to play for Arsenal. Yeah. What the fans want. He was the captain there. So he is only going to get in people around him who are, A, also going to be like, we we want to be here. We want to give Arsenal our best, and we uh, know what the fans want, and therefore that will spread to the players, and the players are going to take on that attitude. Whereas at West Ham, I don't feel like they they they're the players they bought in are exactly like that, which is why you get situations where it's only Noble who's take uh, given a damn yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but then the same with the managers because Pellegrini. I mean, what what's Pellegrini? What is it? What is his affinity, or what is his um, motivation to go and do the absolute best job that he can for West Ham. He's already managed clubs like Man City. Um, who, who did he manage over? Did he manage Real Madrid? Yeah, 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 he's at Real Madrid. Villa, 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 Villa. Villa. All clubs 
no disrespect to West Ham, are higher on the totem pole than them. So yeah. what is his motivation for doing the absolute best job that he can do for West Ham? Yeah. Um, just got a comment here from Joe Milley. Joe, thanks for, for watching. There's only a handful of old football, old school footballers left in the game. Such a shame. Too much money in social media, the killer of most clubs. What are your thoughts on that? <sighs> well, m the big one there is money, isn't it? We, we all know that um, even 20 years ago, football was a completely different completely different sport to what it is now. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know that at that time the Premier League money was starting to kick in for uh, some clubs, but it was mainly bigger clubs, which is why it was kind of like a monopoly of Arsenal and Man United at that point. Yeah. Um, and then you, you had Chelsea there as well, sort of lurking along with a little bit of Liverpool. But um, it still felt like a sport, didn't it? It still felt like football, like football for you saw like in the 80s and, yeah. you know, and in the 90s. It was a nice transition from the 80s yeah. into the 90s. Yeah. You know, and you can argue that the transition from the 90s into 2000, it sort of enhanced the uh, appeal yeah. of Premier League football. But then, but then over what that, time... But then, then what that's done is then brought in the money. Yeah. And then, as you now see, that is, as, as Joe correctly pointed out, that the characters of the game have now kind of been phased out by athletes who are expected to be um, professional and um, uh, almost as if they've got to be like a robot, yeah. for example, because they've got to they've got to eat right, they've got to train right, they've got to be well behaved, they've got to be role models, this, that, and the other, um, so that they can be the best and perform the best, earn this money, earn the club money, and uh, success or whatnot. But as, as, as Joe's pointed out, that means that those characters like you had your Vinnie Jones, mm. uh, David Batty's, Dennis Wise, uh, Dennis Wise um, uh, Robbie Sa even uh, as much as we bag on Robbie Savage, I'm sure we have done before, Robbie Savage, yeah. you know, um, those type of players, they where are they in today's game? They're, yeah. they're, they're, they're there's a, there's, a lack, there's a lack of player who picks someone up by the scrub there and yeah. says, oi, perform, and... Mark Noble, you could argue, is one of the last ones. Um, yeah, Roy, Roy Keane, King, yeah, uh, yeah, Patrick Vieira, you know, yeah. those sort of players. But yeah, it, it's so there's such a lack of that type of player yeah. anymore. They want their payday and they want to disappear. Yeah, yeah exactly. And uh, that all go comes down to money because of the interest that, as you say, the appeal of the Premier League over uh, at the turn of the century is now. Uh, this is a direct response of that. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, social media is just. Uh, <laughs> is a is a te is an uh, an invention in technology which has since become since those days and now is ingrained not just in football but in other sports. Yeah, it's it's all, it, well, yeah, all walks <laughs> of life. So unfortunately, Joe, that's that's, um, that's the way it is on it, that it, one. It, it, it really is, yeah. Um, two teams that did take it seriously were Southampton and Tottenham, and I was so happy to see this. Both teams fielded a decent strength side, of, uh, excluding injuries. They went out there with, with both with both uh, you know both strong teams. Oh. Southampton won, Tottenham won. The first goal coming from uh, the who got it in the end. Before whilst you worked Son, out, Son, 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 Son <laughs> got the first goal and the equaliser was from Buffal. Oh, I know. Before we go any further, I will give Jose his credit here. Jose has actually always treated the cup competitions quite seriously. He always has. He, always, he wants to win trophies. He, 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 yes. When he, you finish your career, you are based on what trophies you won, not whether you come and he's, and he's always he's always been a component and a thinker of well. If a club is to trying to be successful, it's very important to get that first trophy win under your belt because yeah. it gives you a taste of success. The players are going to want more. 
and they know what it takes to win from yeah. there. And that is exactly what Spurs need. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, Southampton are in a pretty decent run of form at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, so, um, so um, they've only lost two of their, no, lost one of their last nine games mm-hmm. now. Um, seven, uh, six wins, love, love, two love, draws. Love, love Hassan. Yeah. We love little um, Rabbit Hutch. <laughs> um, yeah, he's um, he's, he's done really is that, well. Is that what it is? That what it, I think it is. Yeah, I, was, I mean, how, yeah. I know your German can be. It can be. It can be fire. Sometimes it could really not be. Yeah, of some way, I think that's what it is. Okay. After after double. Any Germans watching? Please let us know in the comments. Yeah, please do. The <laughs> uh, Celso, I'm really enjoying the Celso. Um, I, I, it's about time that he started to get a decent running running the get in, in the side as well. Mate. It's a strange one because it's, he's only on loan, isn't he, at the moment? It's a loan. Is it 18 months? Or is it a loan with an option to buy? Yeah, a bit like, um, like um, Justin Fernandez, who also made his debut. He, 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 he played as well then, um, so I didn't, I, didn't, uh, I didn't catch that. Part. He didn't really do anything, so he wouldn't have, it would have been easy to miss. Um, La Celso, it, it could be a case of, I've got the hiccups now, um, that they usually, say, they usually used to say about uh, players coming in from abroad, it takes them about six months to acclimatise to Premier League football. Yeah, I mean, with the way uh, the way there are a lot of athletes in the game nowadays, anyway, that has kind of become sort of less and less of a factor. But Lacelso doesn't strike me so much. I'm not saying he's not an athlete because that would be doing him a huge disservice. He strikes me more as a as a footballer who can be an athlete rather than an athlete who can play football. Does that make sense? Okay, yeah. Because um, when I look, when I look at the Celso, he reminds me of Wamata, but quicker, and he can be that type of player. So he can play anywhere in that midfield lot. He could come like not necessarily he's going to be like chopping people in the middle of the park. He's not really about that, but he has brought that to his game, and he's had no choice but to do that. One under Mourinho and two in the Premier League. But what I see with him. His close control is very smooth. He's very smart. Mm. You know, he knows where he wants to put the ball way before anyone and, else. So and that's, that's where the football. That's what I mean, yeah, is. that's what, that's where I think about him being the footballer who is uh, who is an athlete rather than an athlete who's a footballer. Yeah. But when I, when I think of an athlete who's a footballer, Adama Traore springs to mind immediately. Yeah, he is an athlete who can play football. Yeah. Whereas Lo Celso is a footballer who is an athlete. Yeah. Because he has the skills. Which I'm pretty certain he probably would have honed on the streets of Argentina or yeah. Brazil or where he's Argentina. Argentina yeah. yeah, so he'd him. It street football would be rife in him. So you know, they, they, they it's all well documented. And playing over in Spain, you know, yeah, sort of that whole technical, the technical um, mindset of football. So it, he's clearly got that upbringing and football in education. Um, maybe that's say him that type of footballer can take a little bit longer to acclimatise um, because, as we all know, Premier League is kind of like the the unofficial title and nickname is the Pace and Power League, isn't it? Yeah, maybe? exactly. Um, one thing I did appreciate about Tottenham was just how smoother they were as a whole. Their, the whole build-up, the way they were finding passes, moves, finding space and moving are you around. Gonna, are you leading this to because Harry Kane was not playing? Is that where you were um, going? I wasn't actually, but then at the same time... <laughs> Oh yeah, um, <laughs> because everything goes into Harry Kane. But like last season when Harry Kane was unfit, they they were brilliant. Tottenham were. There's no two ways about it. They were absolutely brilliant. And I already said it. That if, if he comes up to the Champions League final, they will lose, and they did. And 
I'm not saying they lost because of Kane was in the side, but they were, they would have been a much more complete team if Kane wasn't there, just as they'd done throughout the most of that part of the uh, part of the season. This season, they've gone backwards in terms of two, three years ago when Kane got injured. They were like, oh my God, what are we going to do? We can't buy a victory from anywhere. Whereas they've now started to be like, right, okay, you know, let's just keep it simple. Let's, let's simplify the game. Let's knock it around and, you know, let's, let's, make, let's make something out of it. And mm. the only thing that is, 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 it sounds a bit hypocritical now, the only thing they were missing at the weekend was something to back it in the back of the net, and that's where Kane would have been. So it's like, does Kane need to learn to be a bit more fluid? Do Tottenham need to learn how to uh, incorporate Kane into their style rather than playing for Kane's strengths? Well, um, or maybe Kane needs to try and maybe evolve his style to being just a, a striker because we've seen it mm. when we've gone to when we, especially when we went to the game. Uh, the Carabao Cup yeah, game last, last season. Mm. Um, he does drop deep, doesn't he? Yeah, does um, it for England as well. He does it for England as well. Maybe, maybe Harry Kane needs to think about. Do you know what? I just need to focus on scoring goals. So be I'm more Lewandowski. Gonna, yeah, and I'm just going to be at the end of the pitch, at the spearhead of this attack, so that when the chances are going to come, I'm just going to be there to stick it away. Because we, uh, Harry Kane is probably one of the best finishers in Europe. Yeah, on his, on his, yeah, he is. I don't even have to paraphrase that with on his day. He is one of the best finishers in Europe. So Mm. um, maybe he needs to think about letting other players in the team do that part of the job for him. So the Deli Alley's. Though I was going to say Christian Eriksen, but apparently he's on the verge of joining Inter Milan. Inter, yeah, it looks like um, that deal might be done by the time we finish the show. Actually, uh, so <laughs> when, uh, when, I, when I'm retweeting this, I don't think he uh, will be there anymore. Um, Manchester United they won six 0 away from home to Tranmere. Now, the first goal came after about eight nine minutes with um, Harry Maguire. Nice little slap to be fair, slight deflection, but still a good strike. But it weren't all plain sailing that first five, ten minutes for Manchester United. Trumbit got right in their faces and they probably deserve to be 1-0 up. But that's the difference between a League One side and a Premier League side. What you should be doing, like put your decent side out and go out there and get wins. I, I, I feel like this game was a Man United's way of trolling all their fans. Because look at the, who, who are the players that scored. They're, they're, they're uh, coming Maguire, Darrow, Lingard, Jones, Martial. Exactly, coming under heavy please players of all been, of. Uh, apart from Dallow because I think he's been injured for quite a long I time I do like Dallow though yeah, a lot um, and he, he showed quite nice toes for his goal yeah. um, but Maguire's been coming over under heavy criticism Lingard has certainly been coming well, that's Lingard's first goal in well over a year he's been coming uh, coming under heavy criticism Phil Jones is well Phil Jones isn't he I mean, <laughs> Sorry. The, funny, the, the funny thing was is that uh, oh, which certainly made me laugh was before the game a well known sport uh, sports book bookmaker shall we say had a little bit of a premonition about Phil Jones saying that uh, four minutes four minutes into the match he would be covered in mud, and lo and behold, four minutes into the match. Well, to be he, fair, he that was. pitch was oh, shocking. Yeah. It looked like a tractor been doing donuts on it. It was horrible. <laughs> it was it was it was strange seeing a, p- a pitch that went, uh, in today's uh, in today's football climate look like that because that was a pitch from like when That's you a saw throwback. It. Yeah, that was a throwback pitch, wasn't it? You know, remember we all we've all grown up in the FA Cup when we saw pictures in the seventies. Was it Ronnie Radford? scoring that goal for was it Exeter or whoever Hereford against Newcastle and you yeah. sort of stay that pitch and it's like that's what football used to be played on mm-hmm. uh, well into the 
late 80s, I reckon. Oh, early 90s, like maybe. Part of the 90s, we'll see his pitches that um, sort of state. But they've had Storm Brendan. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game was called off originally. Remember the, uh, the Watford game? And like they... Uh, so that's why the, the the rearranged fixture during the week that was on Thursday during our coverage for the preview show of We Are the Fans TV, and they, yeah, they 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 overcome that, but then they've had a bit more rainfall and it's just turned into into dross really. It's yeah. horrible, but yeah. yeah, they've gone with it, haven't they? But yeah, uh, Greenwood scored a penalty as well, which is um, which is pretty nice. Uh, can we can, can I, I want to stop this now? Please, from please, can we not compare? Keep comparing or start the comparison between Greenwood and Martinelli. Can we just appreciate both of these young footballers who have who appear to have extraordinary talent as mm. far as I can see. Um and both of them seem to have the attitude, the the right kind of attitude which will take them far in the game. Yeah. Whether that's gonna be uh, Arsenal or Man United. Now I've got a feeling that Martinelli probably if the if anyone was to leave out the two, Martinelli would be the one because Greenwood's uh, uh, it's home, it's home grown, Carrington, isn't it? Yeah. From Carrington, so um, or, or certainly came through the Carrington uh, set up. Yeah. So he would certainly be looking at your more one club man. But let's just appreciate both of them because uh, I've been seeing a lot on social media. There's their social media again. Um, really just going, oh, but Martin is better than him. Oh, Greenwood's better than him. No. And then you go backwards and forwards. It's almost like it's getting to be, this is going to be the new mm-hmm. Henri versus Henri and Van Nistelrooy, who was better. Both of them were, both of them are great. But Henri was better. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's not the Messi, I know it's early doors, but it's not the Messi Ronaldo <coughs> thing, you know. Yeah. Can we not just take a step back and just be like, wow. Exactly. We are alive at a time to see two of the best players ever to play in the same era. Messi well. and Ronaldo, by the way, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I change it every day. I change it every day. I don't know. Some days I'm like, it's got to be Messi, mate. And then following down, I'm like, oh, look at Ronaldo, man. You know, so, <laughs> it's what they do in the latest game, isn't it? But yeah, yeah in terms of Greenwood and uh, Martinelli, I, I, I'm excited to see what both players can become. For different reasons, um, obviously personal uh, reasons, um, for personal reasons aside, as a football fan, it'll be exciting to see what both of these players uh, can do because they're they... not both in the same nationality, oh, yeah, both up top together. Can you imagine that? Yeah, that'd be nice. The only way they'll be able to top together is when we sign Greenwood. Um, <laughs> Millwall nil, Sheffield United. Well, it's a thing before we go. Man United could have had their Martinelli. They could have, but they but didn't. They decided not to. Millwall, Millwall nil, Sheffield United two. Uh, Sheffield United they went with a pretty strong lineup, and I was really happy about that as well mm. because. You know, Millwall, they're not they're just outside the playoff uh, playoff positions. They're only about three or four points off the playoffs. And if I'm honest, I'm not the biggest Millwall fan, so I don't know whether it was the strongest side or not. I know I know a couple of Millwall fans they might be able to enlighten me. But um Sheffield United looks Good, looks all right. because Sheffield United are in a position where they can actually do this because yeah. they're they're not gonna go down. No, they're safe. They're safe in the Premier League. So they can actually have a decent crack at trying to get a good cup run. And why, was, why not try and win it? Yeah, well that's it, isn't it? I mean, when was the last time that they actually did get? Was it? I think it was. Was the last time that they got to the semis was against? Was it against Arsenal with that Seaman yeah, one save? Yeah, two thousand and one two season. So you know that's all two thousand two three season. I think it was two thousand three. I think it was. Yeah, the two thousand two three season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because um, uh, Arsenal beat um, Southampton in the final. Yeah. Bob, Bob, Bobby Perez. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so um, yeah, pretty sharp an opportunity for the line. Mo Besic was the opening scorer to Fletcher shot. I love Mo Besic, always used to sign him on FM back in the day. And then Ollie Norwood, about 25 yards out, Daisy Kerr. Lovely finish. 
second best goal of the day that was behind uh, uh, your man Woodrow for, for Barnsley. That's what I say. Um, and then the, the last game that we'll, we'll talk about is, um, is Burnley 1 Norwich 2. Now, that is a result that I was not expecting at all. Okay. And the reason why is because I thought Norwich would be heavily focused on, you know, let's put all the kids out, let's just get out of the competition, we'll, we'll try and stay in the Premier League. We're, what, seven points from safety, we, we, need to, we need to try and do something. Burnley, with that win against Man United during the week last week, they have got a little bit of a cushion and they're able to start pressing on now. They're one of 100 teams on 30 points, remember, so... But from the, the the first five minutes, it's probably the most exciting football I've <laughs> I've seen from either team. Like they were both went for it. You know, Norwich could have been tuning up inside the first two minutes, and then Rodriguez, Rodriguez almost bagged on like four minutes. I was thinking, bloody hell, what a game! So yeah, first half very exciting, but then after that, it wasn't so much. But then Grant Hanley bagged. Um, Dermich also scored to make it 2-0. Uh, awful, awful goalkeeper from Joe Hart. Imagine that. And then um, and then Eric Peters, he brought it back uh, to make it 2-1. But Burnley were out of it by that point. But Burnley now, they could focus on, on, on their Premier League aspirations. And Norwich, they could have a little cup run just to appease the fans. Oh, it, it, these things can work in one of two ways. So... You, yeah, you're right in saying that they could have put out a weakened side and they'd have just gone out and then they, you say they're so focused on the FA Cup. The other thing is they can get a few wins under the belt in the Cup, which then breeds confidence for the league and it gets them, you know, sort in a bit of a momentum. Yeah. yeah. So um, maybe watch this space. Norwich, I don't know what their next few set of, set of fixtures is, are, are like. That's um, a bit anyway. That's but, what we I'll say watch out for them. Maybe they'll maybe because I think they won their previous premier. They won the previous game as well, didn't they? They won the what, 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 I, what I like about Norwich is that they don't change the way they play. No, they, they just go for it, don't they? And which which is which again is a double edged sword because yet yeah, it will be successful some weeks, but they're, they're very Blackpool when they came up. Yeah, it's um, like oh, I'm just going to play this way. It, what it does what it does mean is that teams can prepare for them. Yeah, you know uh, they can have a gam- game plan to try and nullify them. It, it kind of such reminds me of Arsene Wenger's Arsenal in the not the real latter days, but in the, you know the days like the 2011-12 team to about 2014 when mm. they played the same way week in week out. They didn't make any changes, didn't make any adjustments to the side yeah. to start of play and the big teams just picked them off and then the little teams every now and again got a result against them mm. um, it reminds me a little bit of that but Norwich obviously don't have the same quality of players that Arsenal that Arsenal team has no a couple of players I'd love to take from them uh, Buendia Max Ahrens Todd Campbell all three of them please thank you very much um, and then yeah tonight it's uh, it's Bournemouth versus Arsenal with team news isn't quite out yet, um, and nor is the FA Cup draw, but we'll um, have a quick chat about it. Set the vitality, it was only Boxing Day when Arsenal went down there, it was, under, it was Arteta's first actual proper game, weren't it, in charge, and yep. it was a one-all draw, mm-hmm. didn't really reflect the score, uh, the scoreline didn't really reflect the, the performance. No. Uh, what, what are you expecting from tonight? Uh, well, I suppose it all depends on the team. I, I I'd imagine there'll be few there'll be a few changes. So I I think that uh, Holding will probably play tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to think that probably Joe Willock would play. Eddie Eddie and Ketchy will potentially will play up front. Yeah. Um, 
But I, I can also see you know, David Luiz will be suspended yeah. because of his red card in the previous game. Um, though, was it, a, was it a straight red card? It was, it was a straight red card. So yeah, it's, but, be, um, it'd be, it's for a dog side, so it should only be one game. So. Okay, so he should, he should, so he should be back for the Premier League game at the weekend. So, but he, he'll but be su- he'll he'll be he'll be suspended for tonight. So it'll probably be a centre half pairing of Mustafi and Holding. Yeah. Um, uh, and then <laughs> Saka will probably be at left back, I'd imagine. And then uh, up front will probably be I, I'd imagine it would be Enkesia, Martinelli, and uh, well, I would just, I would say Reese Nelson, but obviously he picked up quite a bad injury, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did. Um, yeah. a, couple, a couple of weeks ago, so it'll probably be Pepe, maybe probably. Yeah, might, um, might carry on. And um, your midfield will pick itself. Maybe Xhaka will play. Um, Ozil might play, but I'd like to think Willock would would, would start in that in this yeah, game. Yeah, I understand. Because he hasn't that. really played. Because Emil Smith Rowe, he's got he's out on loan. Yeah. Isn't he? Um, there's, a, uh, there's a there's a couple of other players out on loan. So uh, I think that's kind of like where the team is going to be. As for Bournemouth, yeah, I think yeah. they can just I think it's just pick eleven players that are fit enough, right? Yeah, uh, uh, Nathan Ake's just come back, so he's he's fit, he's fit again now. Um, I'm not quite sure what they're going to do. They're, they've got 23 points. They're in the relegation zone now. So will they be looking at it in a little bit the way that you mentioned Norwich will be doing it and thinking, right, if we can get a win, this might be able to boil us on for the rest of the season. Or that's just not down tools because you've you still got to entertain. you still got to be professional with your approach. But do we not care so much? And like, let's just get out of the competition and let's just focus on staying in the Premier League. <laughs> I think this game is going to be dictated by by Arsenal, uh, and I'm not trying to sound biased here, but it will be a case of if Arsenal decide to um, really go for it in terms of trying to dictate the pace, like they have come up the traps, like they did against Ar- uh, Man United and Chelsea, they could probably win this game quite comfortably. Yeah. But if they're a little bit of uh, a little bit more cautious and tiredness from the last few games, then I can actually see Bournemouth. Getting something from this, yeah. Um, which, which I think will, will will spur them on in the same in, in the same way that it can do for Norwich. So I do know, despite them not scoring too many goals, if they start both Callum Wilson and uh, your man King, Josh yeah, King, Josh King, that is a that's a I think that's a quite a potent strike. For oh, it's not well, certainly it's a threatening it's exactly, it's Um. So, but I I I reckon to to. 2-1 Arsenal. 2-1 Arsenal. Um, I am going to go with 3-1 Arsenal today. Um, see, I'm, I'm an honest fan. I'm not just a, you know, I'm always like, oh, no, Arsenal going to lose today. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, you'll be able to catch myself, Gav Mack, on Friday with uh, the transfer news with Stuart Mitchell over in LA because I'm going to LA. Woo! Um, and there you go, to catch the rest of the guys next week. But um, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Uh, in association with the male coach, best booze in the whole Northampton, recorded live from uh, Stalker Studio, uh, the best studio in the whole Northamptonshire, and in, uh, in association with Macau Sports Bar and Grill, 51st and 8th in New York City. Thank you, and 